Shotgun look Baker. Good snap, looking to his left, looking for the ball toward the end zone, toward Evans. He makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans. This is Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters. Hooters, the official wing joint since 1983. Now your co-hosts, former Buccaneers guard Ali Marpet and Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters. We are here in the Hooters Owl's Nest. Casey Phillips, Ali Marpet, joined by our special guest this week, Antoine Winfield Jr. Antoine, thank you so much for being with us. Of course, no problem. I mean, man, I knew you were going to be a good person to talk to, particularly after the Creamsicle game. I mm. mean, first of all, you were part of the release video. You got to be part of the hype with all of this. You already had the perfect hair for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have to imagine that our department was like, well, now we have to include him in the 70s yes. release video <laughs> vibes. How cool was that for you to get a chance to rock these creamsicles, the 70s vibe, be a part of the release video is something that, that is so important and has meant so much to this franchise for so long. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, even doing like the release video, being able to like throw it back and do all that. I'm like, I feel like I was in a movie for real. Like they had us doing all types That's of stuff, awesome. had the actors and everything. And so um, doing that was fun. And you know, the lead up to actually like wearing the creamsicle jerseys and the uniforms, it was it was unreal. And, you know, those are my favorite uni combos. They need to bring those back full time because I enjoyed them. That's great. <laughs> Dude, was the hair, I have to know, like was the hair part of like the decision making? Was the, were you, did you consider the creamsicle jersey when you were growing out the hair at any point? I, I did not, okay. but it just kind of worked out worked. perfectly. And I'm like, you know what? I got the fro. I'm like, this is perfect. They asked me to do the video. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm about to look good. Dude, that video is probably one of the coolest things that the release video is probably one of the coolest things that has come out of our, yeah. our content. I thought that was a cool, like a sick video. I wanted to be a part of it. It was like a, it was like a real movie setup, yeah. like yeah. actors and, and, you know, like extras and everything. I'm like, wow, this must be what it's like to like actually shoot a movie yeah. you feel ready to be an actor now was that was that your, your I still need some tape? work yeah. but uh, it was fun seeing everything set up I like that we could do yeah. some film study like we do for football yeah. on your acting ability there we and go. see how it works there we go. well I know uh, even though the, the uniforms look great everything looked great out there not the outcome you guys were hoping for and I know I feel like we just kind of have to start by talking about third downs which was yeah. Uh, yeah. a bit unfortunate and I'm sure also kept you guys out there a lot longer than you wanted to be and probably for tired sure. you out a little bit by the end of the game yeah for sure uh, tell me a little bit about what went down just especially on third down and, and especially even third and, and longs where this is not yeah. something you guys have really struggled with in the past yeah um I feel like it's a few uh, adjustments that we just have to make and have to be better at um we gave up uh some big plays on third and longs and you know that's something that we can't do and as you see you know that kind of determines the outcome of the game so we got to do better at cleaning up our third and longs and just getting off the field so you know we can get that offense back out there what was it specifically that felt like it was happening? On was it something they were doing? Was it something we were doing? What and, and why was it those situations that seemed to really not be going as well? Yeah, I think that was on us. Um, we just got to do a better job of executing and getting off the field, <laughs> like I said before. So just making sure that we, when we get in those situations, that we're you know prepared to make plays to get off the field. Yeah, I feel like Todd does such a great job uh, of scheming up these third down yeah. packages. <laughs> like I just from the other side of it, mm. like it is wild. Uh, trying to anticipate the kind of stuff that's going to come come at you on third and long because you can kind of you kind of generally have like a lot of things that you can throw out an offense mm -hmm. and it, usually it's really overwhelming and tough to study for yeah yeah you know and Bowles you know he dials it up so you you dials don't know where it's coming it, from oh. but you know it's coming I'm so. saying, when you were saying you never know he's going to throw at you usually he's throwing an Antoine Winfield Jr. <laughs> at you like I feel like you're the like Swiss army knife of this thing where yeah. it's like what's he doing is it, I feel like you are that guy is that kind of yeah. how you feel in it that you're almost like I feel like you're like this toy that he has that he's like oh yeah. wait for yeah. this yeah. like yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. wait till you see what I'm going to do with Antoine this time yeah yeah you know I'm wherever he needs me to be at that's where I'm going to be at you know and he you know 
schemes it up so well. So he, you know, can't really get a, a feel of where we're coming from. So, you know, I love it. I love the system. Yeah. And then for like, again, from an offensive perspective, it's always like, you know, you think that like guys have to be in a certain place. Mm-hmm. Like there's like a certain like spacing and things that need to like have to be like, mm-hmm. in a, in a, and the guys have to rush the rush lines. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. But at the same time, sometimes there's these quirks and things like, I don't think that you can do that, but Todd does. Yeah. And he's breaking I, the rules. He's breaking the rules. I'm like, yeah. that guy has to be over there, but there's nobody there, you know, it, which is what makes it so much more challenging to figure out as an offense. Which is something I heard about you. I was asking some some coaches and people around the building to give me some, some insight on Antoine for this week for the show. And uh, I was asking... What is it that you do really well? And I am not going to make you give away how you do this because that would ruin it. But I heard you are particularly good at essentially what Allie's talking about of the disguising what you're going to do. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. And that's something that we work every week. And, you know, that starts in practice. And then obviously your film study and seeing what the um, what the offense does and things like that. But that's just through practice and, you know, being able to disguise and, you know, show different looks. You know, you have to be able to do that, especially at safety going against all these talented quarterbacks in the league today. So, yeah, that's something that I, I try to focus on and, and do. How do you kind of come up with that? Is it like you watch what they do and then you think, okay, if I act like I'm doing this, it causes them to make this choice, so I'm going to act like that but not do that? Like how does how do you come up with the formula of how you're going to try to trick a person? And is it different per, like you said, quarterback, offensive system, all of that? Yeah, it's different. Um, you know, each week per system, you know, you know, depending on what the offense does, you know, if I'm showing down, I know they're probably going to check the run the other way. So I'm going to show down that show down at first and get them to run into the blitz because it's coming the other way. So it's really just studying and just knowing uh, how that other offense works. I love that. You yeah. have to be back there like, yes, this is so fun. Well, yeah. and then for an <laughs> offense, like when I was saying the things that are difficult, it's like there are certain rules that, you know, offenses have. Like, mm-hmm. all right, so if the safety's at, you know, whatever, let's just say 15 yards and he's middle of the field, like they can't do this. They're not going to, you know, roll, roll to here. This, yeah. this guy's not going to come. Like there are certain parameters that we have. Mm-hmm. And like that's what you guys do. That's the tendency yeah. breaker. It's like, wait, they can't do that. <laughs> like, yeah, you're that, not supposed to. That's why to. we do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he's just playing it away, but like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, yeah. uh, it's like a different set of rules against Todd Wolves, mm-hmm. essentially. It also, I feel like, is, I feel like I'm witnessing a personality test of a safety versus an offensive lineman right yeah. now where the safety's yeah. over there like, look at what all I can do. And you're like, but that's against it's the rules. <laughs> you have, if you're that far back, you can't cover that much space, dude. Like, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. I love this. Someone else that uh, I feel like breaks all the rules especially at this point in their career. Levante David, this guy, just stacking the stat sheet. And I feel like you yep. and him both, I feel like you guys have been in a competition lately for who can have the most <laughs> stats in the most categories and doing the most things. So he had 12 tackles, a sack, yeah. pass defense, tackle for loss, probably a bunch of other things I'm forgetting. Um, what is it like to play with him, to watch him and, and see how he's been doing it so consistently yeah. for so long at this level? That's the thing. He's so consistent, man. Um and he he moves so well. Like you wouldn't think. Like you would think Tay's in like his rookie contract or something like that. <laughs> he's the way playing, that he he's plays. playing for a new contract. That's what I'm saying. Like, That's what I'm saying. And it's like, how, how is he still moving like this? Like man, I want to be like Tay when I get to his age. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, Tay's a monster, man. He's a beast, and um, you know, he's smart. He's been doing it for a long time, so he 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 gets the game, and he, he loves playing it. So you know, I aspire to be like him. I think what's so cool is that there's that when there's like the the balance of like the anticipation that comes from like veteran experience. Mm-hmm. And then also you can still 
move like cover as much ground as he can and yeah. still play as powerfully as he can like it's that's why that's he shows usually the up problem saying, is either yeah, people you, have the mental side insane. or they have the physical and to actually have both still is incredible somehow he still has both yeah i can't believe it and to be able to put him one-on-one -on -one against a guy like laporta mm -hmm. what does that do for the rest of you guys in your defense maybe even what that does for todd the way you guys can scheme it up when you know like i mean just to be able to take away one of their primary red zone targets yeah. one of their primary targets in general with a linebacker like that yeah. in coverage. It allows us to do more. And, you know, like that disguising <laughs> aspect allows us it allows us to disguise different ways. And, you know, you got Tay out there, so you're like, okay, he's locking him yeah, he's up. Good. Let me go <laughs> lean this way or something like that. So it just allows us to do more. That's cool. We're talking to Antoine Winfield Jr. Also, Kalijah Kansi gets his first yeah. career sack. Fantastic. Yeah. Love yeah. to see it. So especially, Ed, what have you seen in, like, the limited time you guys have had with him? If I know he's been hurt so much, but then, man – a little bit week one he gets in there makes some impact plays now he's been hurt again comes in immediately makes impact plays mm -hmm. what has it been like to watch him as a rookie be able to yeah. with so little experience so far in the nfl mm -hmm. make these impacts and, and what do you think it is of, of why he's been able to do that as you've watched him around the facility yeah so this was his his first real game that he played in and um i think the thing that stood out was how quick he was um you know you get you get a a d lineman moving like that i'm like wow i didn't you know really you know, never really paid attention to him like in college, but seeing him at this level with that speed and then you got guys around him, I'm like, he's going to be dangerous. <laughs> he's yeah. going to be dangerous. I yeah. think what was cool to see, so the actual sack was like on an overload look, right? So you have three guys on the one side of the center. And as an offensive lineman, like I was saying, things usually have to balance out, and they do. Uh, so if they're running a game, someone's got to come back to you, right? So the left guard knows that someone's going to come back to him. Mm -hmm. And Kalijah still, like, full extension rolls his hips is able to play with so much power and just walks this guard back it was awesome just like it's like, like i'm telling you as an offense you know it's going to hit you yeah and you still get got it's it That's was crazy. like awesome yeah it was like, what do you do i mean he's played uh, he's, his quickness but he's also yeah. played so much power and mm -hmm. actually like leverage right there that yeah. even though the guard kind of should know what's going on still gets hit it's great yeah. well and for you to use the word power is interesting too because of course everyone talked about how they felt like he was kind of undersized he was smaller for a d lineman and oh, so i love that yeah, I love yeah. <laughs> tell me why i love the undersized um comments you know oh he's too small he can't do this this sounds you know, like this I'm, comes from a personal place oh yeah <laughs> personal for sure personal for sure you know i've always been the the little guy on the field but you know at the end of the day when you're out there on the field that doesn't matter you know it's about what you do can you play or not and um so I, I love hearing like, oh, what can he do? He's he's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest. So I don't know. I love you know stories like that. Yeah, but it's like if you play with leverage and you actually like run your feet and do those things, which is like yeah. exactly what he did. Yeah, like that totally cancels out people it over. Makes up for it. Yeah, people over index on that. Sometimes size is important, obviously. Yeah, but like you can still get it done. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. we were just we had Devin Tompkins on the last show here. Same. same you know, same I'm like thing. we love this. We love these yeah. guys. It's like yeah. playing so much bigger. Yeah. Supposedly than you actually are. Mm -hmm. Um. Now, I will say putting Cansey next to Vita, helpful to make oh. up for the size thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do have at least that dynamic there. What is it like to watch the two of them together and what that has meant for you guys up front? And even, again, as someone who does get a chance to come in and blitz some, and how does that yeah. end up impacting you knowing what they're causing up front? Well, Vita... <laughs> Vita's a huge he's a human he's a huge <laughs> human being that, he's that got man, that going for him I've never seen like he's one guy just he's never had this feel of, of you yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. undersized yeah. they're, they're doubting me yeah he doesn't really know what that's like yeah. but for him to just be in the middle of the field and just kind of stick his hands out and just not be able to move like that right there is like it's insane like I've never seen anything like that um, so having those guys in there and you know they can really just play off each other you know so um, 
it's a it's a dangerous mix. I'm not gonna lie, and you know I love having that in front of me because it makes my job a little bit easier. So yeah, and, and then from even from a pass rush standpoint, when you have two like interior guys that can get after it, mm-hmm. it it helps each other. Like it will once they get the flow of it. Like in the interior, usually one of the guys is gonna get doubled. Yeah, but if you can start to like feel who's gonna be the guy to be doubled based mm-hmm. on protections or calls and stuff like that, then the other guy knows he's got a one on one. Yeah, it kind of just helps open things up. And I think once yeah. they get the feel of that and they can communicate like. All right, I've got a two-way go on yeah. this on this uh, O lineman right here. I think it'll help open things up yeah. from their pass rush. They can start playing off each other. Exactly. So. All right, we are going to take a quick break. We are going to have more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Back to your co-hosts, Ali Marpet and Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters. We are here in the Hooters Owl's Nest. Casey Phillips, Ali Marpet joined by Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, also, we talked about how perfect the hair was for the throwback game. You also showed up in a sleeveless sweater vest, which I really enjoyed the fashion choice there. And then the wire rim glasses. And I feel like in general, you're a guy that just like you've got your own style. And I really <laughs> I really respect that. Tell me how yeah. would you describe the fashion sense and how much yeah. thought you put into this and, and how much like you're a fashion guy. Okay, well, first and foremost, I gotta give a shout out to my stylist, which is my fiance. Yes, yes. you know okay. she gets Good you call. know she gets me right. You know, yeah. she picks out all the fits, we get them we get them planned out and, and everything. And now you got the brownie points for mentioning her. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. I see yeah. you know so, what's yeah, going yeah. on. Gotta shout her out because um she does a great job of making sure I look nice. I love and so it. So I gotta give it all to her. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. And are you someone that does care about about fashion or is that something you're yeah, excited yeah, yeah, yeah. about? No, I, I love fashion, you know. Look nice, play nice, feel nice, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I always got to, you know, put something on. That's good. Allie had the same sentiment, right? <laughs> Could not care. I the mean, fact that Antoine just burst out laughing shows yeah. how much that was I'm not just saying, like, dude did not care. <laughs> but I will say I respect when guys do it and can do it well. Like, yeah. I can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It's just, I like, I feel like actually one of my aversions to it is, like, it takes time and energy. Like It does. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to spend time. Like, if it you want to do, like, if you want to do does. it well, you know exactly. what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I could have just asked my fiance to do yeah, it as well. Get you right. But, no, but still, uh, at, at the time and energy wasn't worth it. Yeah. Um, you're like the Steve Jobs, but instead of the black turtleneck, you just chose Hawaiian shirt, and you were just like, that's it. Like, I, I don't have, have to. Think to about I, I nice hate, and simple. Dude, I hate decision fatigue. There's too yeah, much stuff. Nice and simple. Like, this, the, whatever was on top in the drawers, like, yeah. that's what you wear yeah. on the game day. Straight it's, like it that. It was clean. <laughs> it was uh, ready to go. This is amazing. Uh, and also, Antoine, you were named captain for the first time this year. So, first of all, yes. congratulations. Thank very you. well deserved honor for sure. Thank you. Um, what did that mean to you in terms of, I mean, you've had a lot of accolades in your career of different mm-hmm. types, college, pro. What did that one specifically mean to you? I think being a cap or being named captain was one of those ones where it's like, oh, okay, that's that's really cool. Um, and it just shows like just, you know, that the guys and uh, the coaches and the players that I'm, I play with, they really uh, see that I'm a hard worker because I come in here every day. You know, I, I put my work in and, you know, I just want to be the best I can be. And I also try to elevate everybody else around me. So um, it just it just shows that, you know, my work is paying off. And and um, yeah, it's a, it's awesome feeling. Dude, that is such a huge honor. Like that's, and I think what's really cool is, so Todd, I guess, waited, right? I mean, it was three weeks in. So you kind of have a sense of like how guys, like leaders really respond in an environment. So I feel like that's another cool way of doing it. Mm -hmm. I I don't think I, we ever did it like that. I don't think so. Yeah. But again, you get to see how people respond when it actually matters. And it's not like an OTAs and it's easy to like be the hype man when like nothing. (laughs) Everybody's fresh. Everyone's fresh. Everyone's excited. Everybody wants to be there. But like in training camp when things are hard or like during losses, when things are hard, how do guys respond? Mm -hmm. So I think it even adds like 
a little bit more that's a little more meaningful i think but when it's this late that's like all right this is how this yeah. guy shows up every day yep. even when uh things are hard you know so, i yeah. thought especially for like for Baker getting voted, right? Because right. it's like, you probably feel obligated in some ways to make your quarterback a captain. Mm -hmm. Like that's just kind of a lot of times how it goes. But if there hadn't been any games played yet, it would have maybe felt more like an honorary thing instead of really based on what you guys had seen. And I know you talked yeah. about how you felt like you were getting fired up from some of the ways that he was playing, the yeah. ways that he was leading. What were some of those things that you felt like led to knowing that that captain vote was not just a, yeah, cause this is our quarterback thing, yeah. but because of Baker. Um, just like, like you said before, like just seeing how they like played and, um, just how they led and like, you know, we didn't have any captains for the, you know, first few games. And that was just like to see, I guess, kind of how everybody actually like played without having that, you know, patching your chest. So, um, that's why I liked how he did it like four games in, you know, vote on it. And, you know, those guys are the ones that are going to leave regardless, you know what I'm saying? So. I like how you did it. That's pretty cool. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm curious. I, I mean, I, I don't think that it would change much, but I would think that, like, those guys will continue to do the things that they did, right? Yeah. And I think that the biggest thing that you don't want are the guys that, you know, maybe on the fringe or guys that mm -hmm. you know, are leaders that aren't necessarily captains yeah. feeling kind of, like, left out or, like, they're not going to – don't have the same role. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure that that's not the case. I'm sure that those guys will be able to figure that stuff out. But that's always yeah. a piece of it. Then you're naming captains, something to always consider. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there's a lot of guys that, you know, would have wanted that honor. But, yeah. uh, you know, you want to make sure that they're – still responding in the right way afterwards. Yeah, 100%. And just because we got to see, see on our chest doesn't mean that there aren't other leaders out there because exactly. I know there's a lot of guys on the team that lead and do a great job of it. And it and I don't think that has changed anything. And I think one of the best things, honestly, like for me, like my framework was always like, all right, what can I do every day to show up? Like, mm -hmm. like what, me being the best player, I think automatically brings guys in. Mm -hmm. And so even guys that aren't like the captains, I think it's important for them to always know. It's like, all right, if I'm showing up every day doing everything I can do to become the best player I can be, like that'll bring guys in. Like yeah. that's leadership in itself. hundred percent. That's great. We're talking to Antoine Winfield Jr. And you talked about taking pride in being a hard worker. And I can 100% vouch for this because every time I need to ask you to do something, you are the last one off the field that I end up waiting <laughs> for. So I can verify yeah. you are that last guy mm -hmm. coming off the practice field, putting in so much extra work. Where do you feel like, I mean, I know it's it, the easy answer may just be your dad, right? Like that mm -hmm. you knew kind of what it took to, playing the NFL, do you feel like that was where this work ethic came from? Everyone talked about you came in immediately so mature, prepared. You didn't seem like a rookie. Mm -hmm. How much is it your dad? How much is it you and other sources? And, and where did this whole Antoine Winfield ready right out of the gate as a like a vet player come from? Yeah, I want to say like my life is pretty much based around football. <laughs> you know, I grew up, um, my dad played in the league um, for 14 years. So I grew up watching him play. Grew up around all his teammates and all the players that he played with. And so, um, you know, coming into, like, the league, I felt like I was prepared because, you know, I would ask him questions and, and things I should do and things like that. And so I kind of, like, grew up that way. And I knew, like, you know, at every level that I played at, I always worked hard. I always did extra. And, you know, that's something that I always have taken with me uh, throughout my career. And so, you know, growing up in it, I just, I just learned at a young age and it kind of carried over to where I am right now. Here's the difference. Like, I feel like everyone know, most people know, like, what it takes. Like, most people know that you have to do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean they always they do, do it. it. Yeah. That's true. So, like, there's a, there's a component for you that obviously saw it modeled and all those other things. But yeah. I'm saying I'm just giving you props because, like, yeah. even though you know those things, like, yeah. not everyone still. Like, it's there's hard. a lot it's of hard. former players' yeah. kids that don't make it. That's what I'm so, saying. Yeah. That's like, that, yeah. that in itself is not that enough. Is so that's a testament, I think, to you mm -hmm. and to your experience to actually internalize that and mm -hmm. make that happen. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember, like, a 
welcome to the NFL moment. You were so mature and prepared that mm-hmm. it was, I think, easy for a lot of us to even forget when you were a rookie. I mean, you're winning a Super Bowl as a rookie. You're, you're going on the biggest stage and all of that. Yeah. But did you still have a moment where it was like, oh, snap, I'm in the NFL now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think everybody always... has a moment, but mine was The trauma that yeah. just like crossed the face. Are you It wasn't anything traumatic. Oh, okay. It was just it was like, like oh. coming yeah. in um, and then the team that we had. So it's like coming in, all right, Tom Brady's here. Gronk's here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. AB's here. Playing Mike, Chris, all these guys. I'm like, Jeez. wow. Yeah. And then we're in training camp. I'm like, we got to go against these guys. So we're practicing <laughs> against these guys every day. And I'm like, wow, I'm really in the league, like, playing against guys. I grew up watching. And so I would say that's more so my welcome to the NFL moment mm. versus, like, you know, playing against somebody. It's just like, wow, I'm really, like, It was like your first against... practice was, like, an all-star game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, like a pro bowl game. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. So that was kind of my welcome to the NFL. Now, it's nice cool. to normalize the superstardom when you get, like, yeah. again, everybody has that. Especially yeah. if you're watching yeah. a team that – whoever you're rooting for as a kid when you play against that team or something like that. It's always kind of cool. But again, you learn real fast. Like, oh, yeah. now, we're, now we're competing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're, now we're going against each other. Yeah. Like, we're trying to mess each other up. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. That's pretty cool. How about, so speaking of the who you watched growing up, who were some of the players outside of your dad that you enjoyed watching growing up that you feel like you learned from, wanted to emulate, guys yeah. that you just remember being like, oh, this is this is my guy growing up? Yeah, I remember two uh, specifically. Uh, a. Reed and Troy Palomalu. I don't know why. Not I just, bad. I, don't, yeah, I always love like the safety position, and so like like I would always tune in like when they were playing like them specifically, and so those are the two guys that you know I try to you know emulate my game by, and mm-hmm. um so yeah those two guys. I feel like one of the biggest respect you can give to someone is like. Uh, like I know if another player came up to me and said, hey, I love watching you on tape or something like that, that was always a huge honor. Are there any guys that you like that are currently playing that are like, oh, like, I love the way that he plays? Any safeties? Right now, I would say Jesse Bates. Okay. I love the way he plays. Nice. Uh, he's he's a ball hawk. He gets yeah. the ball, uh, creates takeaways, and he's he's all around, flying around. So that's one of the other safeties in the league right now yeah. where I'm like, yeah, I like nice. him. Yes. Do you remember the first time someone said that to you in the NFL of, that they liked watching you? Has, has Do you remember like when that kind of started happening? Um, Well, no, not really, I don't think. Uh, but I – I got a lot when I first got to the league. Oh, I, I coached your dad. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I seen and you growing up, blah, 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 like things like that. But I don't remember my first time with someone. I was like, yeah, I like your game. It doesn't – so I will say it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And usually it's by like – again, guys, there's a lot of ego in the NFL. Mm. So guys aren't like – They don't want to admit they don't want to admit, admit yeah. They don't want to admit it. But I tell you, I can guarantee you there's uh, 31, other, 31 other safeties in the league watching you on tape. Be like, damn. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 that dude's, that dude's That's special. Funny. That's funny. Well, one of the people that could have said the whole, oh, I coached your dad or whatever, our own cornerback coach, Kevin Ross, yep. was with the Vikings whenever your dad was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, how wild was that for you to realize that there was someone actively helping coach you that also yeah. coached your dad? Yeah, it's weird. And um, it's, it seemed like like my rookie year, like every week, like somebody would come up to me like, oh, I, I coached or played against uh, your dad. Like it's crazy to see you here, like good luck and things like that. But then uh, Coach Ross actually coached my dad and, and pretty much coaches me as well. It, it's, it's a weird feeling to it. So have you asked him if you're better or if your dad was better? No, no, no. I respect my dad's game. My dad played for 14 years, so I got a lot. I got a lot of time to, you know. It's a good son right there. I feel yeah, like that would have been my first question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've been like, tell legend. me what Pops I'm better at, so that at the Thanksgiving dinner I have this yeah. <laughs> to talk about. No, I gotta give respect to him. That's pretty great. How 
did you feel like it was inevitable that you would play football? You said your life had always revolved around it, but I can see there yeah. being some kids that just would Want maybe reject it. Yeah, like it. get yeah. out of here with this. Like, did you know you always wanted to play? That was like, was the NFL always the plan? Always the plan. Wow. Yeah, and it wasn't, you know, it was a bumpy road, you know. You know, you get so kind of like my college uh, career. So I come in my freshman year to Minnesota, have a good freshman year. Um, my sophomore year, I ended up uh, tearing my hamstring, and I missed – I missed that whole season because, like, the four – what was it? The four-game rule came out where you could register after four years. So, missed that year. So, I'm like, oh, okay. So, what am I going to do? All right. Let me just, you know, keep my head down, keep working. So, I come back the next year, and in the fourth game, I tore my Liz Frank ligament in my foot, and I had to miss that year. So, that was two years back-to-back where I'm like, Ooh, how is this – one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, how is this supposed to work out? So, um, – Kept my head down, uh, wow. put my work in, and um, got healthy. And then that the following year, I balled out, uh, was All-American, um, like seven picks. I had a crazy year and ended up getting drafted. And so I was just kind of like – like that's still like the mindset that I kind of live by, you know, just put your head down, keep working, you know, good things are going to happen. But, um, you know, at some point it's like you do question like, like am I really cut out for the league? And then, um, you know, you just got to – kind of black all that out and just keep working hard and you know everything you the work you put in is what you would get what you get out so so I keep your head down and keep keep going was Minnesota that was that the school like that's the one you had your sights set on like I knew I want to play if you knew you want to play on the NFL you were like yeah Minnesota is going to be the one to no, get me there. no 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 not, not, not at all not at all such a polite way like, I appreciate that but yeah. no no so my parents are uh, Ohio, Ohio State. They went okay. to Ohio State. So yeah. I grew up an Ohio State fan. That's where I wanted to go, but wasn't recruited there. Gotcha. Too short. They're, see, uh, there, now we and found it. There There's, let me brush that fire. chip off the shoulder. Yeah. 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 Nah, so, yeah, so Minnesota it was. Obviously their loss, them. man. Yeah, yeah, best the, decision I ever made. Yeah, nice. it worked out just how it was supposed to work yeah, exactly. out, which is awesome. So if football hadn't worked out, what do you think you would have done? Or what do you Ooh. maybe want to do post-football, either if they're the same or different? That's a great question. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, Luckily, but, you don't seem to need to figure yeah, it out anytime okay. soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, maybe acting? Acting? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. I could try it. I could try it. Why In not? explicitly 70s-themed <laughs> things. 70s. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so you still aren't sure? Do you have any uh, ideas or things that you're I'm still not in? sure. Still thinking about it. But right now, my main focus is yep. – Playing football. Well, I love that. typecasted as a 70s uh, background character. You got mm-hmm. that. Yep. <laughs> Easy That's money. That's great. I know. I feel like you missed the, like, maybe remember the Titans. What is, like, you've already, we've already missed. <laughs> football flick. We missed that football movie. The remake. That's yeah. pretty great. Um, how about the idea of, we talked about how you knew how to come in and be ready as a pro. I feel like how to practice is also an interesting thing because this was something else I had a coach tell me about you is, we hear a lot of criticism now about the way practices are. Oh, guys don't ever get to practice tackling. The, mm-hmm. This is part of the issues you know, by, by trying to make it safer. Now guys don't get a lot of chance to work on that, especially on the defensive side. But I had a coach tell me that even though you're not tackling, you are so good at practicing tackling that mm-hmm. every single rep you are getting down in your form, like you are going into yeah. it exactly like you would have tackled them. It's not this yeah. kind of two-hand touch, I would have gotten you thing. Mm-hmm. How intentional is that for you? Where did you come up with this idea of the way you wanted to practice yep. and not just kind of – I mean, I'm sure it's easy to take some plays off here and there. It's a long <laughs> season. Mm-hmm. But they said you never do that. Yeah, it's very intentional. Um, you know, you have to pra- – like the things that you do in practice, you do in games. You can't just say you do it in practice and, and it's going to happen in the games. Like you actually have to practice that way. And so, you know, tackling is all about angles. And so, you know, making sure you take the right angle, making sure coming up you're tagging off at the hip because that creates, like, your hips rolling so you can actually run through people. 
And so, um, you know, I practice that every day and uh, it, it pays off. That's amazing. I've also seen that you have uh, decided to practice uh, catching passes in practice every chance you get. Oh, yeah. You got uh, our <laughs> assistant coach, Keith Tandy, throwing balls to you yeah. every time every you come, time off, come off, off the field. Mm -hmm. Tell me how this came about and what made you decide you wanted to do that. Uh, I just think it just allows me to get that mindset like, I, I need to, you know, we got to get interceptions at the safety. You know, you got to get your hands on ball. So I'm just like, every time I come off the field, like, throw me one so I can, you know, get used to, you know, catching the ball coming off the field or, you know, so it just gets gets me prepared. I love that. I love that because it's, it's not like seen as like um, a bonus thing. It's like, oh, if I get that, that'll be great. It's like, no, it's like I want to actually get better at this skill because yeah, yeah. it's actually going to be like one of the most meaningful statistics, right, in winning and losing turnovers. Oh, it's like one 100%. of the most important things. Yeah. And few DBs, I feel like, are like, ah, like, you know, like, man, I could have yeah, gotten that yeah. one. Like, don't actually like aren't intentional about like getting better at it. Yeah. 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 The bonus versus the, the expected. The exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, no, this is like something that we need. Cause it actually is again, the biggest statistical yeah. uh, factor in winning and losing. Yeah. It helps you win. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We are going to take another break here on Buccaneers total access brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers radio. Buccaneers total access continues brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Once again, your co-hosts, Ali Marpet and Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owl's Nest. We are here with Antoine Winfield Jr. And uh, we were just talking about you emphasizing the interceptions, the turnovers. And I know that's something that you guys have been emphasizing a lot. You didn't feel like last year as a defense, you guys got as many as you wanted, were capable of. You guys started out just like hair on fire this year, getting tons of them. And I know this last game was the first one you guys haven't been able to produce any. What are the things that you guys feel like you've done better this year in that yeah. area? And maybe what didn't work as well in that area this last game? Yeah, I would say just emphasizing it. You know, our goal is to get 30. That'll put us in the top five range if we can get 30 takeaways. And so just emphasizing, making sure everybody's on the same page with it. You know, running back has the ball, first one in, wrap them up, second one in, punch the ball out. Um, balls in the air, go high point and go catch it. And so that's, you know, something that we emphasize uh, every week. And, um, and you know, ultimately at the end of the day, wins, I feel like, you know, turnovers is a huge thing. And, you know, we didn't get any last game. And you kind of see how that turned out. So, you know, we got to make sure that we go into these games and create takeaways so we can give the offense the ball more and, and um, win games. Dude, I feel like everyone – so everyone – coaches or preaches turnovers and stuff mm -hmm. like that but like how do you actually make those happen i feel like you're always punching or finding a way to get the ball out yeah. like uh, why how, how are you i just i guess for everybody else like how are you able to do that like why because it's not like nobody else is trying well, it's just, yeah, yeah it's like, so <laughs> other guys are trying to do it what makes it so i think difficult for other guys to do like yeah i just don't i i've never been on that other side so i haven't tried to try to get the ball out yeah, yeah. but i feel like um, do you understand, yeah, understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll say uh, practicing it and yeah. also visualizing it. I think I'm I'm very big on like seeing it before and then it, it's going to happen. And so um, in practice, running back has the ball. If I see him, you got to actually pay attention and be locked in on where the ball is. Right. And it's just awareness thing. Okay, ball's in his, in his right arm. Okay, I'm going to punch with my left when he comes across. Or if he's going down, you know. When they're running the ball and they're about to like fall, hit the ground, that ball is going to come out a little bit. It's all about timing it up. You got to yeah. time it up too. As soon as you see that ball, boom, punch it, ball's out. Right before they hit the ground, that's like a sweet spot of when, when you yeah. get the ball out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because yeah, like yeah. everybody would naturally go to brace themselves. Yeah. So that makes sense. That yeah. Your arm would come out a little bit. Yeah. yeah, you've been killing it on that front. I, did I hear that you uh, have a specific number of turnover goal for yourself individually in addition to the whole, like, 30 as a defense? Do you <laughs> yeah. have one for yourself? Yeah, yeah. My goal is to get 10. That is 10 wild. takeaways, however they come. That's a lot. 
Yeah. That's I a mean, whole lot. That's like that's the definition of game changer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> eight, yeah. eight more to go. Yeah. Eight more to go. I like it. Um, also, I, I love the idea of um, the fact that you practice. You come out to practice barefoot. Mm, but this is yeah. very Wait, interesting. What? Yeah. So yeah. please, please tell us why, where this came from. Tell, tell us the the barefoot idea and how many of us should be showing up to work tomorrow barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's something I kind of started during the off season. Um, just like when I was doing my workouts, I would warm up barefoot, and it's really just to make sure my you know my feet, my ankles, are just. Um, you know, strong because last year I feel like I had problems with my ankles because I, I sprained my ankle and that kind of like, I feel like hindered me a little bit. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to make sure my feet and ankles are strong so that I can be healthy throughout <laughs> this season and be able to play at uh, my full capacity. And so um, every day I come out, warm up barefoot, um, make sure my feet and ankles are feeling good and go out and practice. And so far it's been good for me. Wait, I feel like there's so, I love that. There's <laughs> yeah. so much truth to that. So like my yeah. early on in my career, I, pretty much casted up my ankles really <laughs> well because they're were, they were messed up so okay. like, i yeah, felt yeah. like i needed to yep and uh slowly throughout the years i still like there was like you know less layers of tape or like less there's like three different types of tape and like eventually i'd take one away eventually i take another and then mm -hmm. i take the brace off and like towards the end of my career like i didn't tape my ankles yeah and it made a world of difference yeah. i feel like just for the ankle flexibility mm -hmm. the the strength like all that makes a huge difference so like you're wait i don't know why more guys aren't doing it <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> you're starting the barefoot army over barefoot here yeah, yeah. dude i love it that's gonna be great um so not only do we know obviously you're an incredible safety uh but you played nickel a bunch last year and i'd love to hear how that transition was for you and even just what that was like to find out that they were wanting that for you and, and is that a struggle in terms of man i'm real good at this thing and now i'm going to be sliding over into this other position and mm -hmm. i'm sure just for the team versus kind of selfish ideas of, mm. of what might be best. Take us through that whole idea of when you were finding that out and, and what that transition was like. Yeah, they just told me that um, move me to nickel and then I'll be at safety uh, when like bases out there. And so, you know, I'm, wherever y'all need me, you know, I just want to be in the action. <laughs> so um, I kind of took it that way. I'm like, okay, y'all want me to play here? Easy. Boom. No problem. I think Amazing. the most I think the most helpful thing you can do for yourself is like, all right, I don't have a I don't have a choice in this. Like this is what like this is the thing. I think when you like when things go poorly and you're like, Oh, like I shouldn't be here, I should be mm -hmm. there, like that's when like it starts to compound. But if it's like, yeah. no, this is like what I'm doing, yeah. like there's no doubts, like this is the thing. That's what I'm doing. It's, it makes it so much easier. Yeah. 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 How good at nickel do you think you are compared to you at safety? What would you out of out of like ten? How would you well, rate yourself? I would say nickel and safety. It's it's similar. Like it's similar to free safety and strong safety. You're doing the same job just on different sides of the field. Hmm. So I'm, you didn't think it was actually that different or that challenging? No, for you, no. It, we do the same job at okay. safety that we do at nickel. So it's just you know nickel is pretty much a third safety on the field. I think personally. So it That's wasn't helpful. too yeah. That's too much interesting. Of um, and then now seeing Christian Izian come in and handle the nickel job as an undrafted, mm -hmm. you know, rookie guy. That, and I do feel like that that position is asked a lot of in a Todd Bowles defense. Yeah. Um, what have you seen about how he's been able to handle that? And then what it's been like for you to get to just focus on the safety spot, knowing he's kind of holding down that nickel? Yeah, um, he's been doing a great job, uh, first and foremost. And um, having him out there, he reminded me of me when I first got, got uh, you know, to the team. But um, he's, a, he's a great player. He's smart. And he loves playing football. And, you know, when you're around guys that actually love playing football, it just it makes everything more fun. And then, you know, we communicate. We're on the same page with things. So it's been fun having them out there playing. 
What did yeah? What did he remind you of? Yeah, you I'm on? curious. I'm like, yeah, just, we need more info. I'm gonna say just kind of how he is. That's a compliment yeah, to yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to go back to the same story about you know the undersized yeah. guys, but kind of like the similar yeah. story, like undersized. So you know he didn't he did, he was undrafted and um, you know just how he comes to work every day. He comes and he plays and he enjoys playing football. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, how about the idea of having a head coach that plays your position? <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> we'll go up to his office and, and watch film with him <laughs> pretty much every week. But uh, it's funny because we, you know, he pulls up his film and he makes us watch his old school Stop. film. Stop, he that, does Like not. the high school football player. Who <laughs> likes yeah, reliving no, the glory days. Yeah. Bowles was a baller, I ain't going to lie. He was catching picks and everything. He was showing us all his plays. He's showing you, he show you the good <laughs> ones, dude. Not where he got exposed. Yeah, yeah, he showed all his good plays. You should ask him, hey, I want to see one where you just got yeah. absolute that's torch. What, yeah, that's what I got to see. Give me the, give me the low lights. Yeah. Everybody's seen the highlights. Who cares about that? Right. So wait, I want to know how this happens. Y'all walk in and he's just like guys i got film for hey you. check this out <laughs> check how good at football was. <laughs> well so he had showed dean his film and then i remember we were just outside practicing i'm like Man, let me check him out. i want to see i want to see his film so we went up to his office and he pulled it up and he had it queued up already so i'm like you must be showing people this all the time <laughs> yeah. or something he i don't know how he clicked we need to get someone else to show you his clips like get someone from the scouting department yeah, to pull up yeah. his clips because oh, yeah. he's Bulls he gonna be super selective on the stuff. Yeah, exactly. It was all interceptions. Yeah. It was all interceptions. You're like, man, every time you stepped on the field, you yeah, got an interception. How are you not in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's incredible. So tell me, what's your evaluation of him when you watch this film? If you're a scout, of course, we can. It's the highlights, but tell me yeah. what you thought. Oh, Bowles was balling. Yeah. He was a ball hawk. I'm not gonna lie. It, it, it's funny, <laughs> just like. Seeing him back then when he was playing, I'm like, wow, he was moving around. He was a player. I asked him on our show, actually, uh, that we had earlier about his hair, that he claims that he had an even better fro than you oh, when yeah, the he fro? was younger. Yep. I see that. that. When he I was gotta... in high school, he said that it was huge. Pictures are. That's we, what we, we need said. pictures. He said he burned pictures. most of them. <laughs> <laughs> Except he, he saved the, the interceptions, yeah. burned the, exactly. burn the after the photos. Gotcha. So now we have to see which one of you is the better safety and which one of you had the better photos. Right. There's a lot going on here. A <laughs> lot at stake. A lot at stake. We're talking Anton Winfield yeah. Jr. Um, I also wanted to shout you out for not only are you um, you know great on the field, but you do some really great work in the community outside of it. And especially, I know you've worked with uh, something called the Heart Gallery. So mm-hmm. um, I just love giving guys a chance to, to kind of shout out what's important in their, in their heart and in their you know community work so tell us kind of you know about that and anything else you want to share about what you do off the field sure um yeah the heart gallery is um a group that i've been kind of closely working with um and it's just for uh, foster kids so just uh being able to give them like you know different experiences whether it's taking them to top golf um taking the ladies to get their nails done um and, and just doing different things like that showing up at a foster home or like group homes and just being able to hang out with the kids. You know, that's something that I really enjoy doing just to give them that experience. And, um, you know, that's something that I'll continue to do because I just love doing that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I, when did you get connected with them? How long? How long? I you... think it was through some event with the Bucks, uh-huh. and they told me about it. And then I'm like, yeah, let, let's do something with the kids. And um, and I kind of been connected with them ever since then. It's so cool how those things kind of like just come up organically. It's like, yeah. you know, you, you want to be, you know, a member of the community. You want to help out where you can. And then you find an organization or a group of people that yeah. like you really connect with and can make a huge impact on it. It's like, yeah. oh, this is awesome. Like, yeah, this it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and how cool just that you showing up somewhere just like yeah. makes a kid's life. Yeah. Is, is that weird even to kind of realize as it happens of where you just show up somewhere and just your mere presence can change yeah. a kid's whole world. It's weird because it takes nothing from us, just just our time. We just got to show up. 
And, well, but time is limited during the season. Time, so time I is limited, say. but, you know, we still have time to be yeah. able to do stuff out there in the community. And, um, you know, any time you can just, you know, put a smile on a kid's face or just give them an experience that they probably wouldn't have gotten, it's it's awesome feeling not only for them but for, you know, me as well. So I enjoy it. Yeah, but I also feel like kind of similarly, like um, I think that, like, for me, I never felt like all that, like, special or unique. But mm-hmm. I know the kids, like, really thoroughly enjoyed it. I know yeah. I feel like you would kind of identify with that. It's like, I'm not doing anything like that special here. Yeah. But you know how impactful it is for them. It's yeah. like, all right, this is this is something that I want to show up for, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, even, like, we just go out. Uh, what do we do? We went and did a pepper rally for uh, an elementary school, like, right down the street. And they were outside in the in like the uh, yard or whatever, and we were just playing football, throwing the football with each other. And I'm like, wow, this brings me back to my days. Like, this is cool. Like, yeah. if somebody came from the Bucks, oh like my, my school, like, oh, I yeah. know, like, I'll be like, wow, That's let's play cool. some football. And yeah. so, like, just being able to do that. It was, it was I remember cool. when I was a kid, I asked for the autograph of a girl that played on our varsity high school team. That mm. I was that fired up when Jeez. I ran into her <laughs> in the grocery store. So, like, Imagine a pro at, like, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> I would have lost my mind. So you are one of the more like even keel, chill, like again, like you're professional all the time. Like you're just very steady all the time. You got engaged this off season. I would I love to. Were you nervous? Did this rattle yeah. you? I was nervous. You, very nervous. I love. Yeah. I feel like you could play in the Super Bowl and you are fine. Yeah, this is a different type of nervous. Yep. I, I had a feeling. Tell me about this. Yeah. So um, me and Tessa, we've been together since we were sophomores in high school. So really, the high school wow. sweethearts. It was just coming up on our 10 years in October. So we've been together for 10 years now. Um, yeah, so the hardest part was probably trying to keep it a secret because yep. <laughs> um, I had a trip planned out. We went to Thailand. I ended up proposing to her in Bangkok. Um, I don't know if y'all have seen <laughs> Hangover 3, but there was like, <laughs> if y'all seen it, yeah. So there was like this scene where they were like having like brunch on top of a, a building. And, I, and I watched it. Yeah, on the rooftop. So I was watching a movie. I'm like. Hey, we're about to go to to Thailand soon. Maybe this might be the spot right here. Maybe it was it was like a sign, like this wow. is what I'm gonna do. Found that spot, got it set up, and just proposed to her on like the stairs where they uh, shot the movie at. So it was awesome. Wait, that's so. Who would have thought cool. Hangover Three would be the origin of a know, romance right? story? I Ain't mean, that crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a couple things here. One, I know you're trying to keep it a surprise, but ten years together since sophomore year high school, yeah. I don't know how much you were. Uh, how surprising, surprising it really, is, yeah. really yeah, yeah, was. Yeah. Um, but then also I was there, uh, same, same place uh, really? for New Year's. We did New Year's Bangkok. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That yeah, yeah. is super special place. Yeah, so that's, it was awesome. That's really cool. It was awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Did, did you, I, I just have to know though. Like, yeah. did you stumble over your words? How'd you do? How'd you, how, how'd you Man, perform there? I don't even remember what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, was, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't even remember what I said. I just remember getting down on one knee and then she said yes. And yeah. I put the ring on her finger. Uh, I'm like, oh, I can't even remember what I said. But, so you were nervous. Either. Were you nervous about what she was going to say? Or did you, you know, as a girl, it is so hard yeah. for me. Like I've only been proposed to. And so it's so hard for me to imagine. I'm like, why are you nervous? You know, I'm going to say yes. I don't know why. I don't know why I was nervous. It was just like a thing. Like, Oh, I'm nervous for some reason. That's but great. I knew she's gonna say yes. But I'm still nervous anyway. So you had that in the carry on the whole time, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep that thing on you. Yeah, hiding it from her was the hardest. I'm like, oh, I just can't. I can't let her find this ring. Yeah. Otherwise, it's gonna ruin everything. So I was trying my best. To hide That's that. phenomenal. I love that. Yeah. Um. So how about for you as a safety? What do you think is your is your favorite thing about playing that position? Being able to see the entire field. You know, we're the, you know, last line of defense and we're back the furthest. So you can pretty much see everything. And so I think that's what I like the most about it. And it gives us range to, you know, do more than one job. So if you were going to play another position, like let's say we just said you're not allowed to play safety and also nickel's not going to count since you said it's basically the same thing. What else would you want to play? 
On offense or defense? Whatever. Well, if I wasn't a safety, you know what? I wouldn't mind being like a slot receiver. Mm. I think I'd be a really good slot receiver. I would agree with that. Because I like contact and I like, you know, I get the ball and get loose Shifty. a little bit, you know? I like so this. I come down. Yeah. Crack somebody if oh, I got yeah. to. If not, in other words, you're getting the, you're gonna deliver the hits on yeah, offense too, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You might want to be a different position if you want if that's what you're trying to do. Then <laughs> slot receiver, my guy. Give me a space and do some option route. I'm curious. so other people have said you're a very competitive guy. I'm yeah. curious, uh, if you were playing a, a, a solo sport, like you were playing a like a, you know, just you versus someone else, how do you think you'd do better in a solo sport or a team sport? Ooh, it depends on what the sport is. Yeah. Um, but so I think solo sport. I think I, I, I think, think you, solo. I like think I'm, you would crush yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. like you're playing. I just say it's anything. Tennis, one on one. Yeah, and you got to go four hours. Oh, like, uh, it's over with. You're grinding them to. You're grinding yeah, yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm all work wherever I'm playing. It, so yeah, I think the solo. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. pretty great. I like it. All right, we have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. It's time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owl's Nest. We are joined by Antoine Winfield, Jr. Uh, I wanted to hear for you your favorite and least favorite kind of players to go against. What are the matchups that you're like, yes, and the ones you're like, God, this sucks? <laughs> okay, uh, that's an interesting question. Thank you. Um, well, I would say one thing that's tough is uh, somebody that's really fast. One person in particular that I've played against a few times, and his name happens to be Tyreek Hill. Oh, that's fair. So yeah. I would say the hardest thing to do is cover a, a fast guy, like somebody that's just quick and fast, and like somebody like Tyreek Hill that, you know, he can just – he bursts out and he's gone down the field. I would say somebody like that is really tough to cover. That's fair. Can't yeah. teach it. Makes sense. Yep. Can't <laughs> teach that. He's – when you got to give the peace sign to him, where does that rank in your career of like the best moments? I gotta be top two. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know. You know. Leading up to the Super Bowl. You know. We played him in the regular season. He killed us. Um. And then you know, leading up to like the Super Bowl. You know, the highlights played all, all the week, time. and I'm just like, every time I see it, you know, he's back flipping into the end zone doing the peace sign. I'm like, if I get the chance. I'm going to do it. And, you know, the perfect opportunity came up, and <laughs> I just gave him the peace sign, and it worked out perfectly. And there, you, there was a fine for that. Yeah. No? Yeah, and yeah there been, was a fine. And he said, worth it. <laughs> it was worth, worth it. but every, every penny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not actually. It's not my money. But <laughs> no, no. It was <laughs> worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. What sure. amount would have made it not worth it? Like, how much would it have <laughs> What's to the most? What? That's a great <laughs> question. For you, like, all right, if I'm going to get fined this much, I'm doing it. This much, I'm not. If it was, like, 20000 I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, not worth it. I bet every guy on this team has a different amount for that, too. Yeah, Everybody 100%. Everybody has a different sure. amount. But then also with the Super Bowl, you get Super Bowl money. You get some money from the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, yeah, so it makes up for it. Yeah, it cancels out. That's how money works. How about, are you, do you consider yourself a trash talker? Not so much. Yeah, when I'm locked in, I'm kind of just focused on what I'm doing. I thought and, that seemed unique for you, that moment of you kind of, like, that that peace sign of Tyreek that felt like kinda... yeah it was just like it was just like built up yeah. like it was like cause I was like so frustrated with the first show when yep. we played against them it was just like something like if I get this moment I'm gonna do it and the moment happened and I did it how do you handle it when guys trash talk you or how often does that happen it doesn't really happen often oh because he's like they, they're not talking yeah. to me because I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. make a pay for it well the, there's no the truth is there's there's some some truth to that because like you never really pick on the best guy to, yeah you don't pick on the guy <laughs> you usually pick on someone you feel like you can expose every once yeah, in a while yeah yeah 
<laughs> so they'll probably pick up somebody else. But yeah. uh, I've, I've been there. It's like, I really hate you, but I'm going to displace it and talk about it's somebody else. else. Yeah. I know I can beat you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so they're not really doing that to them. They're probably talking about someone else. Yeah. That's funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I like that. Um, how about how different you feel from your rookie year to now? Because we've said how you came in as a rookie already acting like a vet. How do you feel different now as a vet from you as a rookie? I would just say just, um, you know, the more experience you get, the more experienced you are. So, um, you know, playing is, you know, it's my fourth year. Um, and like I said, I came in like a vet. That's what people have said. But I I was just being me. Just you, yeah. yeah, I was just being me. But um, I would say just the experience that comes with it uh, playing over the years, you know, you understand the game a little bit more and um, everything kind of just slows down. We're talking to Antoine Winfield Jr. What do you feel like you still need to work on? Because frankly, like I think a lot of times to to us, it looks like you're just killing it. Like yeah. it's it's very hard for us yeah. to to know the individual little things that you still need to work on. For me personally, uh, intercepting the ball, get more of, get more picks. So we talked about the players you that you think are tough to go against. Are there on field like pet peeves you have that guys do on the other team or other positions, like guys on the offense or things that that just drive you nuts when some sort of offensive player does this. <laughs> um, I would say probably when like somebody blocks you late, you know. So I'm in the back of the field, I can see everything, and so I'm, they might not see it, but I see like the ball carrier is down, and I got a guy like coming full speed, still trying to block me. I'm like, bro, like, yeah, like it's over. <laughs> plays over, like dudes on the ground. But sometimes you know it's an honest mistake they don't know, but sometimes you will get some of those guys that you know will make it a point to try to block you action. I'm like, oh, it's coming from, it's coming from, you know, come from. <laughs> Yeah, those, 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 kind of those freaking, yeah, the worst. So, okay, and also I would love to hear this. When there's the offensive lineman gets to the next level, when there tends to be an offensive lineman versus DB situation, yeah. tell me uh, for each of you guys what you loved and hated about these moments. That I, For you as a guy who you've said you were called yeah. undersized, yeah. when you have to face maybe uh, an offensive lineman in some of these situations, yeah. what how do you tend to, to handle it what's what's good and bad about it well you got to know your strengths and weaknesses so i know i'm not bigger than them so i gotta use my speed if a guy's coming at me i just foot fake him Dude, yep. you, you did that you did that uh, on sunday just a quick little yeah uh, yeah like uh, it was last a guard out there yeah, yeah it was fantastic. a screen and i had i had a guard yeah. tight end and i just it's just a little just, a little just stick, that, get around him boom it's just, honestly, we're training on a track out there, so like, yeah. all, that's all you have to do. It's like whoop, one stick one, this way, they're gonna go that that's way. It. You just go to side. <laughs> that's the easiest thing. Yeah. So like, I mean, I that's train a train on a track. No, I'm serious. You're not. Yeah. You're not stopping. So yeah. like, there's yeah. no switch throw into the other yeah, track can't either. Nope. Like that, that can't so. change direction. So like that it was beautiful watching that. But then also, I feel like um, some guys feel like they need, you know, for we were talking about earlier, they need to know where to be. So, like, some mm -hmm. guys have to contain it, push it to other guys. Uh, yeah. So, like, if I know that, then at least I can, like, try and force it. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But when you're able to shift, not much not much an offensive yeah. line you can do. That's great. All right, we'll close with this. I got to ask one thing. Facing the Falcons, it's early in the week, so I know game planning is early on. But what are some mm -hmm. of the biggest things that stand out to you about their offense and just what you guys are wanting to accomplish this Sunday? Yeah, um, well, first and foremost, every week, you know, same thing. The first thing we got to do is stop the run. They got a good running game. So um, I would say that's the first thing that we need to, you know, lock down. And then they also got, you know, a good tight end, good receiver. So making sure we control them as much as possible. All right. Well, Antoine, thank you so much for joining us. And again, congrats on a, a great start to the season for you and uh, good luck against the Falcons. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks to all of you guys. This has been Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio.